Welcome to Wake Up with Dr. Douglas James Cottrell, your source for helpful information, advice, and tips to live your life in a mindful way in this increasingly chaotic world. For over four decades, Dr. Douglas has been teaching people how to develop their intuition and live their lives in a conscious way. His news and views of the world tomorrow today are always informative and revealing. To learn more about Dr. Douglas, be sure to visit his website, douglasjamescottrell.com, where you can download self-help exercises you can do right in the comfort of your own home. And now here's your host, Dr. Douglas James Cottrell. This is The Wake Up. I'm your host, Douglas James Cottrell, and I'm joined with my good friend and co-host, Les uh, Hubert. We're here today to help wake you up with more answers from those hard-to-ask questions that my good friend Les is going to pose to us tonight. Les, what's on the uh, what's on the menu tonight? What do we have for? Hi, Dr. Douglas. Uh, good to be with you again. Uh, tonight's subject is marijuana. Uh, it seems to be all over the news. Here in Rhode Island, we're soon to legalize it. And uh, there are According to what you know, you hear either pros and cons. Should it be legalized? Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Uh, what's your take on that? Well, let's look at it first of all. Marijuana is found in nature. Therefore, anything that's found in nature is good for us. As we know, God created the heavens and the earth, and all the plants in the plant kingdom have their purpose. And uh, you know, plants are food, their sustenance, and so therefore. Marijuana being a natural substance, a plant, must have some value for us. The same as alcohol is found in, in uh, nature. You know, you, uh, you have silos with corn in, and uh, it ferments in, in, the, uh, in the silo, and, and the little cows get a little benefit when they're, when they're eating that uh, chopped corn, and they get a little buzz with the alcohol, you know, and, and the happy cows make happy milk production. Okay, it is, uh, like all things, is something that affects the body, uh, no matter what, chocolate, alcohol, tobacco, uh, marijuana, and all its various forms. You know, we have to understand that it, it, it is a plant, and therefore various parts of the plant have benefits different than the other various parts of the plant. You know, the sum of the whole kind of thing. Uh, some of the whole plant is different, but it has the same effect. It's beneficial. So if we look at this and we say it's found in nature, it has a purpose or a benefit to humans like other things found in nature that there are components that are helpful uh, including those that uh, affect brain damage that actually is one of the only uh, substances that actually causes the brain to heal itself when it has been damaged or whether there has been internal difficulties or hemorrhage uh, lesions etc it's proven that it does physically help the brain to heal. Okay, it also has an effect on people to relax them. It has medical benefits, and we're not gonna go into the extent of that, but there's proven medical benefits to this uh, this plant, the oil that's produced from it, the substances that come out of the plant, et cetera, et cetera. We know it's available uh, where you can smoke it, where you can eat it, you can make it into things that are like in that are edible, uh, and of course the edible things, in my opinion, is much safer than the inhaling of smoke or soot. But the effects on the body are the same. There is a relaxation, there is an intoxication, and there is an absorption of the chemicals that are found in a marijuana plant. So, what is the problem? The problem is excess, like all things. Alcohol is not bad for you. 
you have a drink, you have a beer, you have a glass of wine. That's not bad. That's found in nature. That's beneficial. Right. However, taking it to the excess where you become the drunkard or you become, you know, a little belligerent and emotional and you're you lose your cool. You you know you you become an angry drunk, so to speak. Those are all, um, let's say, the emotions that are inside that are being released by the alcohol effects are triggering you through the alcohol effects. We all know this. We've all seen our friends uh, be very uh, mild mannered, and then when they have a few drinks, they become the the clown. They're happy. They're, <laughs> they're jovial, or they turn into you know uh, Jekyll and Hyde. All of a sudden, they're mean and nasty. So. We can see the effects uh, of intoxication. The intoxicant itself doesn't cause the outcome of the same. That's already inside the person. It's the process of being intoxicated or high. So marijuana having, like all things found in nature, including hallucinogenics and other barbiturates and other, uh, let's say, chemicals, we're talking opium and and, and uh, snake venom and things like that, they all have benefits to us. All right. And there's more and more research now going into psychedelic drugs. This is a coming science that these drugs have benefits for people who are suffering mental diseases, hmm. phobias, schizophrenia, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, this is right now, my intuition is, right now in the process of, of developing. Going back to the marijuana, which is the old standby, which has been used throughout antiquity, uh, the idea that it is of some benefit to us. It certainly has the simple benefit of relaxing us, sort of like a glass of uh, wine or a drink after work or a beer. It is human nature going to excess that is the problem. And the wisdom here in the wake-up is to put limits on desire. So if you partake, then know your limit. One or two beers, maybe a drink or, or a glass of wine, if that's your limit, well, you use it and you stay within it, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Anything excess of that, and then you're doing something silly or something even worse. You're driving intoxicated or you get into a fight or you know you do something really, really silly or stupid unwise might be a better word the same with marijuana if you are driving high you've committed what i would think as a risk that you can hurt people and if you're driving a car and you get into an accident and like alcohol or other things you took something over and above a legal limit or what would be reasonable well unfortunately my friend uh you have to pay there's always consequences so if you're taking marijuana and you're using it in the same way that you're using alcohol or or wine. I don't see personally any fault in that. I don't believe it's going to take us, or meaning us humans, it's going to take us down a slippery slope into harder drugs, into uh, places where we become junkies or or that we depend on marijuana. Sorry, let's, well, okay, let's say we, we depend on marijuana when we start to crave it. That is the the slippery slope, because that can lead to experimenting with other drugs, getting involved with serious drugs that are addictive and cause you all kinds of, of, let's just say, horrors down the road. And when that 
evil snake in the ground, you know, that serpent uh, of, of temptation leads you into that hedonism or that uh, to be in existence for pleasure, you're lost. You are in trouble. If you get to that point or you feel yourself getting to that point, you can still save yourself by cutting down or eliminating whatever the antioxidant is, including marijuana. However, limits on desires. A little isn't going to hurt. But to the weak-minded people, or the people that are codependent and have psychological disorders, or have codependency disorders, or have depression, or some other mental, emotional disease, it could be a problem. But then again, so can all the other things in life, including chocolate. If you love chocolate, you can't leave it alone. You have to have it. You're going to get fat. And then you're going to wander around saying, I can't lose weight. What's the matter with me? Well, those 10 chocolate bars you were uh, you were eating near Bill or, Mar- or Mabel, maybe you ought to cut down. So have one chocolate bar a week and, and, you'll, and you'll do it. I mean, it's basically as simple as, as being in self-control, putting limits on desires and saying to yourself, I don't need this. If you find yourself craving uh, uh, marijuana, and you're looking forward to it all day, and you can't wait to get home to get high, you're already in trouble. So pay attention in the wake up that marijuana is not the problem. You are. You're the problem because you're taking excess. You're going too far away from being responsible and enjoying what otherwise should be a natural, uh, relaxing situation. Yeah, I have a friend of mine, she has MS. And she uses the marijuana, and uh, it does help her with her pain and the swelling. Uh, I just had a quick question, Doug. Not long ago, we were in a situation. I was shopping with my girlfriend, and we saw this young lady come into the store, and we could smell the marijuana on her. The trouble was she had two young kids with her, probably about eight or ten, who were also reeking of marijuana. And these poor kids, I couldn't blame them, but they were out of control in the store. I mean, how do you address something like that? we were perplexed. I mean, we couldn't approach them and neither did the store manager, but these kids were like out of control in the store and the mother just was doing her own thing. Hmm. Is that a possible issue that we're going to have down the road? Well, that's a social issue, not necessarily one caused by marijuana. I would suspect my intuition thinking here is that there's already problems at home. And uh, the where's the daddy? You know, well, what's going on here? And is, uh, is this a household where mommy and daddy are going to excess where their entire uh, social time is dependent on marijuana? You know, when people are, are poor, uh, unemployed perhaps, but let's just say not enough money to go around, they are in such great pain that they take these toxins to stop the pain. And that's why poor people who can't afford to drink, spend their whole paycheck on drink or alcohol Uh because they're in such pain. They take a few drinks, which is, okay, that's my reward for working all week. Now the money has to go to groceries and rent. But then they slip past that edge and they say, I don't give a damn. One more, one more. And so looking at that situation with a mummy with two little kids and the the smell of marijuana, uh, what if if you were to smell booze on them? Mm. You could, you know, say, oh, my God, something's going on here. There, there's a drunk in the family. So what do you do in that? Uh, 
it's not to be I, I don't don't be judgmental but realize that there's something behind what's going on here and this is the case for just about everybody who has an addiction whether it's an addiction to food to tobacco we're talking about regular tobacco or to other things like alcohol or gambling or anything else when you have an addiction it's got you the devil's got you so to speak wake up and start to put limits on desires and start to pull yourself back you can do it but for outside looking in when you see situations like that you say oh my gosh uh, what's really going on here well from a position of a judge so the kids are kicking up a fuss in the store so what this is america you can do what you want we in the store don't like it it looks like there's a problem okay so what the kids are fed they're in the store they're looking okay mom is letting them run around what's the problem you know, again from an outside looking at the, at the law but from a uh, from a christian sort of spiritual perspective oh my god those kids are in jeopardy look mm -hmm. at that they're not getting any love look at that they're going around looking for attention because they're not getting any attention at home yeah. these are all things that could be true so what do you do in that well with compassion it might be to find out who that family is and maybe drive by their house and see if their house is a wreck or if it's not then you say okay well maybe i feel strongly enough about this that i could call up the people who protect children and say i'm not that don't mean right or wrong I, you know whatever's going on here but I, the kids were unruly and i happened to see that their house was a, a dilapidated wreck uh, an old car on the front lawn rusted out maybe they need some assistance could you send somebody over there to check it out as opposed to saying that mother is a this and a that and those kids are unruly and i know that there's criminal activity there and you know mm. you don't know that it takes two people to observe something and to see it identically to say that is a fact so mm. when you're making stuff up in your mind or you're kind of jumping to conclusions yes your heart's going out to them because you think something's wrong here and you should pay attention you shouldn't look the other way but not to go too far so what do you do in that situation well as i said uh find out about them uh be cautious about how you do it and just look at it and say okay kids smell of marijuana because mommy's been smoking it in the car right and that's why they smell okay what can we do about that what should we do about that well mm. then uh, if you feel strongly about it not because you want to punish mommy but you want to maybe look out for the kids it would be to call up somebody and say i could be right it could be wrong i saw this you know maybe it could be checked out or not sure. now, enough people call in about that sooner or later or if, if only one person calls about it then the social services people will check it out and maybe just maybe they're going to get some help you don't want to cause them any more problems you don't want right. to be taken <clears throat> right right so you got to be careful how you say this always say what you see not what you think and not what you know because you don't oh, know. Okay. So, so in that situation yeah you're concerned now if you were brave you'd go over and say to the mommy how are you are you okay i see that kids are giving you a, a little bit of a of a hard time here this is mm. the this is the minister part of me coming out mm. that's what good spiritual people do they go over and say can we help you what's going on 
If the woman barks at you and tells you to mind your own business, you don't take offense. Mm. You step back and say, okay. Obviously, there is a problem because the woman reacted so. And if she does say, well, thank you, I'm managing, it's okay. Is that really sincere? You know, down at the church we go to, or, you know, here, here's 20 bucks, you know, can you, can you use it? This is what being a good Samaritan is all about. So those are a couple options of what to do. Usually people, though, are ready to jump the gun. They smell marijuana. They think the worst. And they're ready to send the cops over with guns blazing to take the kids away. When it could be the exact opposite and furthest from there. So as a spiritual person in the wake up, it's very hard to approach somebody and say that. Are you okay? Mm. Because the person, she might jump down your neck. But if you feel strong enough about it, you can approach in such a way, say, excuse me, I've had kids like this too. They drove me crazy. Uh, mm. How's everything going at home? You all right? You know, like uh, if, uh, if I can give you a couple of bucks here or whatever, or in any way that you seem appropriate, because sometimes it might just be better to look the other way. Right. This family goes through what they're going through, which is their way of, of living their life. However, if you saw it going on perpetually, you saw a second time the kids were bruised, the kids were clothes were torn, and there was something obviously wrong, that's when you make the call for sure. Okay. And just wrapping it up, uh, Doug, I remember before you mentioned on your show, The Global Village, uh, how people who were having some sort of mental compromise were going to be affected by the 5G uh, network, uh, which is now becoming quite prominent in our society. Is this also going to affect people who are suffering, uh, who are smoking marijuana? Is this, are they going to become more susceptible to the 5G? Well, the 5G is a physical thing. Uh, there are, uh, right now, the uh, National Aviation Safety Board has forbid or has uh, around airports put a perimeter in which the 5G cannot broadcast into the aerodrome, aerospace, the landing strip, if you will, because the 5G is upsetting the instruments. And as the plane comes in for landing, it might misjudge its altitude, it might go up or down, it might yaw, go turn left or right, or it might catch up and down uncontrollably because the instruments are being affected. So the 5G is influencing uh, small aircraft, maybe small to medium-sized aircraft, around airports. And so that's a physical evidence that this 5G is is affecting sensitive instruments. Now, people who are already... uh, with imbalances, shall we say, in their in their thinking, I think the 5G could certainly aggravate them to the point where they might have a perpetual headache or feel the vibrations, the frequency of 5G, and they turn to marijuana so it deadens the pain. Oh, okay. And of course, the more they feel the pain, the more they smoke uh, or the more they ingest marijuana or other uh, substances to kill the pain so in summary marijuana is in itself is not bad it has extreme extremely good benefits people who have lesions in their brain uh, physical injuries in their brain it has other benefits to take away arthritic problems or other issues in your body it has the simple benefit of relaxing you you are the problem if you take too much and whether it's legalized or not, 
depends on the local opinions uh, of the local people, local community. In my country, marijuana is legal. Hmm. When it first was announced that marijuana was going to be sold over the counter legally, uh, there was a huge euphoric, oh my God, you know, here, here it is, free at last, free at last. There's going to be lineups around the corner. We're going to have people uh, high, you know, roaming the streets. We're going to have more people <laughs> who are vagrants. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. As a matter of fact, of all the companies that got involved thinking they were going to make a buck real fast, get rich quick scheme, it didn't happen. There were people that closed down. There were marijuana operations had invested a lot of money, and some of them are still in existence. But what happened was the bubble burst. Uh-huh. It was the perception that everybody was going to be running down and and grabbing marijuana. Well, whether it's because uh, you know it's our country, Canada, or whatever, but it didn't happen. Uh, there are people who go regularly, you get a nice little basket, you know, you can go in there. And I've not <laughs> been in one place myself, but I have friends who are there and I've seen pictures in the newspaper. So you get a nice little basket to take your, your groceries home, your marijuana, just like you get, you know, when you take a bottle of, of liquor or, or wine home, you put it in a nice brown little envelope or, or bag for you, you know, mm-hmm. same tradition. <laughs> okay. So you go into the marijuana store and you come out with a little bag. Oh, where have you been? I wonder what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the same as you go into the, the liquor store or the, the beer store and you come out with a little bag or a box, you know, oh my gosh. So uh, the idea though, that, that there was no, there was no, uh, there was no, mountain of activity there wasn't this huge swell of people wanting to buy marijuana the oh. people bought marijuana buy marijuana there was a big fear that people were selling marijuana illegally that was happening you know the back uh, the basement marijuana growers well they've kind of petered out as well and so now we have equilibrium and we do not have a rise in crime hmm. we do not have a rise in violent crime we do not have vagrants on the street you know, has predicted that everybody's just going to want to get high. Right. You know, people have done experiments where uh, they've used lab rats and they kept, you know, giving them, uh, they would go and put their nose on a little paddle and a little pill would drop out and the rat would eat it and give them this euphoric arousal feeling of pressure, pleasure. Right. And right. so eventually a rat kept, all he did all day was just kept poking this little thing, uh, this little paddle, and eating this pill to the point that it at the uh, sacrifice of everything else and it died. Mm. Well, humans are not that silly, or we have this ability to adjust. But it, uh, for those people who are wondering what's going to happen in your community, the people who take marijuana, whether it's a teenager who's trying to pretend they're a big shot, like we all used to do when we smoked cigarettes at school, <laughs> or whether it's something their people are doing to impress others, or whether they need to do this because they need to do it. Mm. It's none of our business, really. But they're making these choices. However, if you get caught in some places where it's illegal, you're going to go to jail. And for the rest of your life, you will have a criminal record in places where it's criminal, misdemeanors accepted, but you won't be able to travel. Mm. Other countries won't let you in because you have a criminal record. And that's a huge price to play, pay for somebody who's 15, 18, 25, who happens to be smoking a little marijuana, have something in their pocket that the community has deemed illegal, and the rest of their life is ruined. Right. So yeah. For stupid, silly stuff, you know, uh, 
granted, it's their fault for doing it. But uh, my opinion is for stupid, silly stuff, uh, something better would be needed to be done. And, and that is, you know, education, uh, look at what's really going on in some of the other places that have been selling marijuana for a long time now. Uh, is there a crime rate increase? No. no. Is there a violent attack increase? Nope. Is there a transition from marijuana to harder drugs? Nope. Uh, matter of fact, people stop smoking marijuana so much. You know, they're forbidden fruit, right? Oh, no, sure. Yeah. 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 I can't have it. I want it. Okay. <laughs> here it is. All you want. I don't want it anymore. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When my sister went to Amsterdam, she said, I asked her, so what was it like? She said, well, it's legalized and they're taxing it. And there's not a problem. She said, occasionally you would see somebody, you know, really stoned, but she said there are clinics there that help them out. And she said, it actually works for them. So why not do it here? Exactly. And think about it. Tax benefit. Mm. Right. right now to chase down people and arrest them, uh, police force, uh, courts, jails for people smoking marijuana in the community where it's considered unlawful. What a drain on the community that is. Why not turn yes. it around? And let all those people who are participating to pay, just like hunters. They mm. buy a hunting license, they pay fees, and that, mm. that goes right back to help the wildlife. Here's something that could be done simple, in our humble opinion. But marijuana is here to stay. It's been worldwide. It's been used in antiquity. And look at all the countries that are using it. And if you have fears and worries about it, statistically look at those countries and you'll find that those fears are Un unwanted, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. There's a word I'm looking for, Les. That, you know, they're, they're unwarranted. That's the word I'm looking for. Right. So right. long and the short of it is, I'm not an advocate. I don't take marijuana myself. I don't uh, encourage my children to have done so. And my kids are in their middle 50s now, or late 30s, 40s, I should say. And they've grown up healthy, wealthy, and wise. And they made their choices, just like you and I did. Mm -hmm. You're in the wake up, my friends. Next time, Les and I will be here for another exciting chapter in The Wake Up. My website is DouglasJamesCottrell.com. The radio show is called The Global Village on Friday nights on Blog Talk Network. And you're listening to the podcast, Wake Up. Thank you very much for listening to Wake Up. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted. And we'd greatly appreciate your review of our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to let others know about the great content we're producing. For more about Dr. Douglas's self-development classes, books, and other related products, please visit his website, douglasjamescartrell.com. Until next time, we wish you all of God's blessings, health, wealth, and peace of mind.